Hello, my name is Andrew Calderoy, and welcome to Calderoy Digital, the podcast where I speak with industry representatives, thought leaders, maritime experts, bringing you the up-to-date news from across the maritime industry. I share stories from seafarers both at home and at sea who are currently having to deal with the challenges of COVID-19. Experts from all industries sharing how technology and digital communications is changing the way that we work. Be sure to subscribe, rate the podcast to keep up to date with all the news across all channels. Hello, Catherine, and welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much for joining. Uh, for those who are listening, uh, the date is the 6th of April. We are in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, Catherine Nielsen is the head of the Merchant Navy Training Board. Um, Catherine, can you just briefly explain to our listeners uh, around the UK and the globe as to your role at the MNTB um, and in UK shipping? Yeah, sure, Andrew. So I'm the director of the Merchant Navy Training Board, and the Merchant Navy Training Board is the authoritative voice of seafarer training in the UK. And um, we have been uh, around since 1935. So we f predominantly focus on seafarer training, uh, the development of seafarer training, um, and I've got a board made up of shipping companies, unions, um, training management companies, and colleges in the UK. And seafarer training is, is that's throughout the entire rank from rating up to officer, correct? Correct. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and now any seafarer training, there's an element of college training um, and seaborne training for cadets um, and other ranks within the industry. Now, given the current status quo with uh, social isolating lockdowns around the world, what's the impact that's having on cadet training and sort of much larger seafarer training um, in the UK? Well, I think the biggest challenge is the obvious one is how do we continue the seafarer training or the cadets ratings as well? How do we continue that training with as little disruption as possible? And that's actually the biggest challenge. I mean, the colleges, the maritime schools and universities and colleges in the UK have done an incredible job transferring all of their students to an online learning platform which has not been an easy easy feat um, and and it's just been incredible how quickly they've done this i mean one minute they're told on a friday that they're closing down and they can't teach in their classrooms and the next minute on monday they've got a, a, everything set up for the lecturers to teach the students at home which is pretty miraculous um, and i know that they've had a little bit of warning so most of them if they've had any sense have started to prepare in advance but that's no mean feat. And it just shows how everybody can pull together to get these things done. And I, I really do admire greatly what they've achieved uh, in supporting not just their, their students, but also their lecturers who are actually delivering that training. And it's fantastic what's, what's, you know, what's happened. And, you know, one of the biggest challenges is also the fact that our, our cadets who are at sea and our apprentices who are at sea, they have had to come off the vessels because they can't continue their training, obviously, for obvious reasons. Uh, some of them are, a very few number are actually still on board and um, they are obviously managing to carry out the, the, their training as normal and probably a little bit extra. But those who have not managed to do that are obviously going to be uh, missing sea time and that's going to have a huge impact, uh, not just in the, in the short term for them, but also the long term because there's going to be a huge backlog of students who want to do sea time. 
And we at the, the MNTB are working very closely with the government and the MCA to ensure that we mitigate the risk of them uh, having that impact on, on seafarer training and, and recruitment in the future. So that's our main focus at the moment, and it's full on uh, to try and prevent that from happening. And what is the, I mean, it's almost impossible to gauge what the impact is going to be uh, if the lockdown continues throughout the rest of the year, social isolating, reduction in um, air, air travel. Um, what could be some of the, the, the backlashes that this has on the flow of trained British uh, seafarers coming through? What, are we going to see a gap? Yeah, I think we will. I, I absolutely think we will. And I think that if we don't um, work more closely with the MCA who approve STCW training, I think we need to start realizing that if we don't get these students through, first of all, we're going to lose a lot of students because they're going to say, well, I'm sorry, I can't wait this long. I need to work. And, and, and the most important thing is the, the impact that that will have in the long term. We might not see it instantly, but there's going to be an enormous gap eventually that we will see in the next you know, 18 months to two years. I mean, we've got, we've got a probably just under 2,000 um, students, cadets in the market at the moment who are doing their training. And you know, that's a lot of students who are going to be impacted eventually. And, and if they're not impacted now, the, the impact on them in the long term will definitely be significant. So we need to we need to be careful and we need to support new initiatives and we've got to be flexible here it's not just about saying oh we can't do that that's not what we've done in the past it's not about that it's about let's make sure that we, we can do this a sensible way let's look at the, at the options let's think out of the box to try and get these students what they need get their qualification and particularly the ones that are due to qualify in the next couple of months or who are already ready to qualify and can't you know, we need to get them um, their jobs that they need. We need to get them qualified with a certificate. So, yeah, there's a lot of work going on in the background to ensure that that happens. Now, now part of that is, if I'm not mistaken, the, uh, the funding as a former cadet, there's the, the funding from the government and the likes to support one as a cadet going through the program. Now, as Seafair's time is being postponed, um, what, what are the repercussions there? And is the UK government stepping in or can you just bring this up to speed there? Sure, sure. So yeah, that, 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 this is a big issue. Um, the cadets that need to go past the normal three years or 150 weeks training are going to need their companies, their sponsoring companies to step up and say, okay, well, we'll take you on for another four, five months, another three weeks, however many weeks training you need to complete your training. Companies are going to have to support that. And so what we're, we've applied, uh, uh, put a pro proposal together to the government and said, look, we need to start thinking about this now to avoid any um, dropout rates, to, to avoid any um, major issues with completion for these young people. So for the cadets in particular, what we've suggested is that the government uses some uh, of the smart funding available to propose that we support the, the companies um, past the 150 weeks training. So that what that will mean is that the companies then will have extra funding, just like they have within that 150 weeks normally, they'll have extra additional funding that will cover the additional training that cadets are going to need to complete their training. Um, and the government have tasked the MCA to work closely with the MNTB to put together a proposal to, to actually address that. So we're working with the MCA at the moment doing that. Now, a lot of the training uh, for w whether it's a, through the cadetship seafarer training is SCCW bound, and a high degree of that is practical. Now, I, I've heard that there's some 
reluctance from other parts of the industry to go online training. Can you sort of um, perhaps bring us up to speed as to where we're looking at some of that SCCW training? Uh, there's a lot of fantastic practitioners out there that we both come across that um, have been hindered perhaps slightly by the the, the pace of change um again just sort of where where do we stand on sort of digital sccw training i think that's a big big challenge i think that um it, it's so far from the norm and and with practical tasks i mean at the moment you probably are aware andrew that the mntb is uh, putting together a bridge uh, watchkeeping um simulator training program and we'll be doing one with the engineering side which will effectively and it was designed initially to address the issue of uh, poor quality sea time. Not all cadets have the best quality sea time. So what we decided to do is we want to put everybody on the same level and, and, and give them the same basic training that you should have to give you that confidence when you step foot on board. And we're designing these two programs uh, to work predominantly with the current curriculum, uh, but to give them a little bit extra. So those who maybe don't have such a great sea time experience will have the same amount of confidence that, that those that have had a great experience will will we'll have so we're really keen to build uh, additional support for seafarers for these cadets um, who are training um, but I, I think one of our biggest challenges is how do we do that in the, in the, in a quick way that can be implemented immediately and that's the hard part I you know there are in the practical side of, of, of tests there are always the, the theoretical parts of the practical that have to be done in the classroom. But what, what we're, we want to do is we would like to look at maybe splitting the theoretical from the practical, but then because we don't know how long this whole restriction stuff's going on, how, how long will it be before they get to do their practical? So would the, would the gap be too big between doing the theoretical side and then doing the practical? So that's a little bit of a challenge. We're looking and working very closely with colleges to get their advice because they're the ones that know what you know, the educational side is and what's required. So it's really important that we, we, look, we work together to try and come up to some sort of resolution on this. Now, it brings up an interesting question, bringing everybody up to the same standard. Um, now, remembering back from the days and who knows what's going to happen 18 months, two years down the line. Um, it's an opportunity, I believe, at the moment for reinvention um, and innovation. Is there perhaps a, a scope to look at on the education side, a program where everybody can learn digitally throughout the future going into the into the 10 15 years learning from the exact same curriculum with the exact same training um, and taking into degrees uh, in, from the decky side a uh, bridge simulation um, from home to a degree uh, yeah i i think there's always going to be uh, this opportunity but what i think this has done this whole um covid crisis has highlighted how um, how it's possible to do so much more online. Now, you know, I, I'm not an advocate of, of, of um, chalk and talk, as they say. I think it's an essential part of learning for a lot of people, but I don't think it should be the be-all and end-all. And I think that we what we're going to see in the future, and I really do feel this quite strongly, is we're going to see a gradual integration of uh, online learning built in well to the curriculum so that it's it supports the curriculum and I think it's about having that balance uh, and I think as far as practical tests go I think that we will never be able to replace sea time ever and I'm never ever going to suggest that happens um, you know I think what we can do is we can certainly supplement it 
um, and give those who you know who need extra support the opportunity to go into a simulator because you can repeat tasks in a simulator that there's not a hope in hell that you'd ever be able to do on board a ship and I think that is one of the biggest challenges and one of those biggest selling points for this whole um, um, simulator training program that the engine and the deck side is the fact that these these programs can be um, put together to simulate any scenario possible that are you could never do on board a ship safely mm -hmm. so that's one of the most attractive things and it's about getting people to accept change people hate the word change they hate doing change they hate being part of change so we need to encourage them to embrace this and say look you know nothing is going to be suffering if you do it this way look at the results you'll get it's it's actually much better mm. than 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 what exists at the moment so i do believe there's a huge opening here for for the for change definitely and um just wary of time so i'll just try and bring it up to speed so the, the next steps for the mntb um and also how can we the public we the industry support uh, cadets seafarers um, in their training and moving forward over the next few weeks I think flexibility is the key here and, and um, the people that are the ones that have to make the decision on the flexibility are the MCA. The MNTB um, are obviously very important part of the approval for cadet training, but we have much more of an ability to uh, be flexible than the MCA because the MCA has to manage the STCW side of cadet training, which is far more restrictive than the MNTB standards. So. And that is the biggest challenge. And it's about working with the MCA and the colleges and the training management companies and the cadets and ratings to make sure that we get a, a, a solution that is fit for everybody to use. Absolutely. Thank you. Um, and thank you very much, uh, Catherine, for your time, um, especially given the, the pressures that we're all under today uh, to pursue. Um, and again, I'm sure we'll be in touch in a few weeks time and bring us up to speed where we are on e-learning the platforms um, STCW training as we move forwards. Um, and if anybody wants to find out more about the cadetship um, and training and support, um, what's the best way of contacting you or the MNTB? Yes, you can contact us through our Careers at Sea website, which is part of MNTB. So Careers at Sea, just go on to Careers at Sea on their website and you'll get all the information you need about ratings and cadet, cadet training. Thank you very much, Catherine, and we'll speak again soon. Thank you. Thank you very much to, for listening to the Cowderoy Digital Podcast. My name is Andrew Cowderoy. Be sure to hit subscribe, follow, share the podcast uh, to keep up to date with all the news coming from within the maritime industry. I hope you enjoyed and look forward to having you listen soon. Cheers for now.